You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Erica. And I'm Kelsey. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. It is time for another quarterly reading roundup episode around here, which we are loving because we get to talk all about our favorite topic, books, and we get to talk about more books this way, which is our favorite. So this time we'll chat about how we find time to read even during busy seasons, how we decide when to give up on a book, as well as all of our recent past, present, and future reads. But before we get bookish, what's happening around the neighborhood for you? You have a lot. You have a lot happening around the neighborhood. I have a lot going on. Take the floor. Let me give you the update from my neighborhood. First of all, we have been having our floors redone. I think I shared that that was starting Mm -hmm. on one of our recent episodes. And just yesterday, they got finished. And they're beautiful. They are so beautiful. I love them so much. I was telling you today, I am really looking forward to sweeping, mopping, and then I think I might really just get down there and <laughs> just spend them, some quality spend time. Some quality time, <laughs> real close. I've been really looking forward to that for a long time. So that just feels amazing. I have been looking forward to that house update for a long time, and our house has just been chaos in in a month of may that is already very chaotic the timing not ideal (laughs) but hey so worth it yep so that is very exciting also yesterday all the guys in my family took off in our minivan to head to the Mm -hmm. midwest so there was a lot getting them ready to be gone for nearly a month Mm -hmm. and then Maeve and i will soon be following afterwards so it has just been it has been a lot at our house but but good things. Yes. You showed up sweaty. Showed you up showed up, sweaty. you showed up like we, we had to have a, a decompress <laughs> yes, session we did. beforehand. Yes, we did. I have the opposite thing happening at my house right now. Um, my kids are also gone with their dad and they are camping and I have the house to myself. So I have a lot of peace going on here at my house this weekend. Very and that nice. is, and I highly recommend that. Oh, and by the way, I got a phone call from them yesterday and they said, mommy, you would not have liked it. The can't the tent is broken luckily eric had an extra one so there's they're like cramped in this tiny old backup (laughs) tent and i'm like you just have fun with that i'm gonna be so happy this is a dad only tradition i just love your tradition of this it's perfect meanwhile i have watched a full season of cheer on netflix season two Man, yes. I like that show. It's a yes. good one. I haven't I haven't watched that, but I might need to veg really, out with They that. did a good job with it, I feel okay. like. It's very, yeah, it is very just like kind of interesting to see that world. And then, um, yeah, there's some meaningful relationships. And I don't know, I just, I just like it. Okay, so we talked in our last episode about the craziness that is May. Mm-hmm. And we've talked a little bit about that here today and the end of the school year, all of that. So let's chat about how we've found time or maybe haven't for reading lately and what seems to help to fit it in when life gets busy. Well, I will say I do feel like maybe for the past month since the beginning of May, I've been reading a little maybe less than my usual pace, but have been keeping up my reading. Like I haven't just totally fallen Mm -hmm. out of the habit. And that has felt really great because I think as we've both talked about, I mean, reading is just a self-care practice for us both. And it's like you especially need it when life is kind of busy and very full with a lot going on. I have been trying to be really intentional about picking books that I am really excited to read and that just seem Mm -hmm. like they're going to be great reads, Mm -hmm. like just hold my attention Mm because then you're finding time. Like nothing that is like, right, when life gets busy, it's not the time to like power through a book 
I do feel like lately I have had just so much more time for audiobooks because mm-hmm. I'm either in the car, or I'm just doing stuff around the house. And I am just loving the audiobook experience so much. Yeah. So like you, I always like to be having both an audiobook and then a Kindle or physical book going. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed I am having a really hard time choosing what I'm going to read on my Kindle because mm, everything that I want to read, I'm just like, but I think I want to listen to yeah. this. Yeah. So that's just been an interesting thing that's I've been funny. kind of having a harder time with. Okay. So I have been doing really good. I'm actually four books ahead of schedule to oh. read 52 books on my Goodreads nice. challenge nice. for this year. On Goodreads, if you set yourself a goal book number for the year, then you can check in and yes. it'll kind of tell you that you're ahead so of satisfying. schedule or behind schedule. I am like perpetually like one or two books behind schedule, uh-huh. which feels very judgy by yeah. Goodreads. <laughs> but I'm also like, oh, I'm going to catch up. Just you wait. Right. And I feel like they need to be more excited when you're ahead of schedule. Yes, like that should on. actually have an exclamation point. I, I agree. It. I agree. But there's something, I'm not even a very goal oriented person, but there's something very satisfying mm-hmm. about meeting that goal to me. So I'm going to do it. I think part of what has helped is the news of the world. Mm -hmm. And I have to intentionally put the phone down Mm -hmm. and stop doom scrolling and stop watching the news. And just like intentionally reading has really been like a coping mechanism and a much healthier place to like go to bed at night after having read or spend that 20 minutes of free time reading instead of scrolling has been really helpful. I would say though, like when I do find myself just having a hard time being in that habit or other busy seasons, I think setting a timer really helps and being like, I am going to read for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Or if you're really not in the habit of reading yet, maybe it's for 10 minutes. But Mm -hmm. timers help me in general. They help me clean things that I don't want to clean. They help me with all kinds of stuff like that. So I also love doing that with my kids. So when life feels a little crazy, and maybe in the summertime you will have one of these days where it's too hot and everybody's crabby and whatever, I say, okay, reading party time. And this works for older kids that can read independently, but it gives you quiet for mm-hmm. 20 minutes, ideally, mm-hmm. unless you're raising Julia who has to ask a couple questions <laughs> in the, you know, in the middle. But we all set a timer. We just read together on the couch, like our own books mm-hmm. though. And it is so peaceful. That so I highly glorious. recommend that. And then adding that word party. Yes. You can add Call party, it a party, party or sprinkles to yep. anything with kids. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. really helps. <laughs> um, and then just trying to go to bed earlier, that helps yeah. with the busyness, but it automatically means I'm reading more and watching less TV because yep. I don't have a TV in my room. So mm-hmm. that's just kind of a side, you know, a side bonus. Okay. So how do you decide when to give up on a book? If it is just not matching your season, if you're not into it, do you have a rule for yourself? Okay. Well, I am definitely a person that no guilt will abandon books. And okay, I, I feel guilt still. Oh, I've, I've, or I feel like I, I wasted really my time. Yes. I think maybe it's more of like, I felt like mm-hmm. I wasted some time. I don't, I don't feel the guilt. I just feel like as someone who loves reading and wants to always be reading, mm-hmm. I think you, if, if something, if you're not looking forward to reading a book for me, I can just, if I'm not looking forward to reading it, my reading time with that book is not super enjoyable. Mm -hmm. It will just kind of, you know, I really feel like an obligation. Yeah. I'll really give it a try. But if I notice that after probably two to four reading sessions, it's just like, oh, I'm done. Okay. That's where I'm at too. I will give an extra commitment usually to a book club book. Right. Because I want to be able to talk about it. And sometimes there are books that genuinely like... Maybe I didn't even love it, but the conversation yes. makes me appreciate it right. more. 
So that's where I'm at, like with Bear Town right now. Gotcha. I'm listening, and it's depressing mm. and boring, mm. and it's going to get more depressing Oof. and difficult. I think from my because I, I was like literally, I need a trigger warning here because yeah. life is hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so I just am like, I don't. But I'm like a third in, and it feels like ugh. Now I won't have as much to say at book club. Plus, like it, I wasted the couple right. hours into the audio that right. I am. So and the audio credit and whatever. Right. So. Okay, so let's talk now about what books we've recently finished and what we're currently reading. Let's go back and forth. Tell me what you just finished. I'll talk about what I just finished. Okay, I have a few books that I've finished um, in the past month or so that are the ones I would highly recommend. So my first one is My Oxford Year by Julia Whalen, mm. who is yes. a wonderful audiobook narrator mm-hmm. who has narrated just some really popular, really wonderful books. This is the first book that she's written. Okay. So that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And of course she narrated it. So I listened to it. And also so impressed at how well she can do a sexy male British accent. Yes. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) What a skill. You're like, I was turned on. Exactly. (laughs) What a skill. So the gist of this plot is that a young American woman who's always dreamed of going to the UK goes to study at Oxford for a year. She meets a dashing British man who defies her initial impressions and sparks fly. Okay. So this was a charming love story, but it really had some depth to it as well. I really enjoyed the characters. There were some, honestly, there were some elements that reminded me of the Royal We, which is one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite fun love stories Mm -hmm. that I've read that I recommend to anyone who's just like, I just want a great book to read. There was a touch of it that reminded me of the idea of you, but minus the steamy sex. Okay. Sadly. Sadly. Which it sounds like she would have done a good job with. I know. <laughs> I was a little disappointed. I wanted a little more steam. Yeah. Okay. But, I, but anyway, I would highly recommend okay. that one. All right. I just finished on Kindle um, the second in the Th- Throne of Glass series. Oh, okay. Which also leaves me wanting some steam. Mm. Because this Wasn't series- Wasn't quite enough? This series she wrote before- um, Court of Thorn and Roses series, gotcha. and that one is decidedly steamier. Gotcha. I have heard that she grows into the steam in this mm. series, so I'm looking forward to that because I think Sarah Moss like writes that very well mm-hmm. and just fun. Okay, so you're you're a couple in, and yes. so you like them well enough. Do you think I would like them? Because that's on one of my two. Yeah, I think. I, did you like the Court of Thorn and Roses? Yeah, I yeah. Did. Then I did you'll like, like those too. Okay, mm-hmm. se- it seems fun. This I think is even better, probably character development. Okay, probably because they spent some of that time on other things in the other series. So (laughs) gotcha. Okay. The next one that I finished recently and really enjoyed also on audiobook is the maid, which I had been hearing lots of Mm -hmm. good reviews and was like very eager to finally get that from the library. So this is a great murder mystery. It takes place in present day in a fancy hotel in a big city and is narrated by a maid, Molly, who works at the hotel. Mm. Molly is a really lovable narrator and she has a unique worldview. And it's really cool too, because she is a neurodivergent character. And I I like it. Yeah. I love that that is becoming more common in the books that Mm -hmm. are out. And anyway, it was really enjoyable and really unique in that way. And it just added an interesting element to solving that mystery. So I would highly recommend that one too. Okay. I just listened to on audio, The Golden Couple Mm. by Greer Hendricks. And this is kind of a psychological thriller. Also mysterious. There's a therapist who's a little unconventional. Ooh, I like that. There's a lot of 
a lot of interesting okay. dynamics. And it just is written, there's nothing profound about it, but it's written in an interesting enough way that you like, mm. wait a minute, what is happening oh, here? Like you want to keep going. So, that sounds great. Yeah, recommend. That's a good like beach read or, yeah. you know, summertime read. Yeah, okay. Another one that I finished recently is The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex Harrow, which mm-hmm. you had recommended. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. The book ended up reminding me, I thought of the book that we did for a girl next door book club, Once Upon a River. Oh, yeah. Where it was just a. Uh, like it really celebrated storytelling yes. and there's elements of magical realism mm-hmm. and just a really rich story and adventure. And so really loved all of those elements to it. One part about it is that at the beginning, there's almost like two totally different yeah. storylines yeah. and you kind of have to pay attention mm-hmm. a lot, but then they do end up coming together in a way that just becomes much more easy to keep track of. So I will just say that to anyone who's going to read it, but I thought it came together really nicely and it was just unique and really enjoyable. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Um, Okay. So in hard copy, I have read recently, I guess I haven't learned that yet, Discovering New Ways of Living When the Old Ways Stop Working by Shauna Nequist, Mm. who, man, this book, especially if you have found yourself struggling with issues of identity and faith and things like that in light of what we've all been through the last couple of years. She wrote it, or most of it, during the pandemic and after some really um, big life changes for her. And so I just feel like it is, gosh, I'm just reminded of how much I love her writing. Mm. It just like every, it's a collection of essays basically, but everyone I think made me tear up Mm. in some way. And it's just, she's got a very... I don't know. She's got a very unique voice. So I highly, highly recommend. I would say probably this is my favorite book of hers, Mm, which is saying a lot. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that is. And then I just finished How the Word is Passed, A Reckoning with the History of Slavery Across America by Clint Smith. This book, when I tell you that I ran out of highlighter, I'm not kidding. Wow. I was like, at this point, should I just stop highlighting and just realize the whole book is a keeper? Yeah. But it is so, so good. It is told, Clint Smith is actually a poet. So he has a very poetic, great storytelling way of telling these stories. But they're individual. It's like his own individual exploration of some of these famous sites like Monticello, Mm. um, the Whitney Plantation in Louisiana. He goes to West Africa, Mm. like all of, and just interviewing different people there and telling the story through the geographical mm-hmm. lens. He's mm-hmm. at like a Confederate Daughters of America rally at one point, mm-hmm. like just really, really um, eye-opening and historical and really well like fact-checked, but then told in this just really beautiful, personal, profound way. Mm-hmm. He's a black man. And then at the very end, he's talking to his grandparents, wow. whose both of their grandparents were born into slavery. Wow. Or one right after and one during slavery. So mm-hmm. just drives home like how recent this how really is and how is. much this still impacts mm-hmm. and the way we tell stories about it and how that matters. Mm-hmm. And it was probably I mean just really really good. I can't I cannot yeah. recommend it more highly. Yeah. I feel like it should be like a required college required reading or a high school required reading even. It was just really really good. Oh, that sounds really good. I will definitely plan to read that. Um, you can borrow it. Oh, thank you. You can see all my highlights. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, the last recent read that I have to share that I also listened to, I've been doing mostly, mostly listening is the Paris apartment. And this is the new murder mystery from Lucy Foley, who wrote the guest list, Ooh, which, I love which her. we both yeah. really enjoyed. Uh-huh. So this is like a great read and that I call it suspense light category yeah. where someone's going to die, but it's not going to be so detailed mm-hmm. or gruesome that you really probably won't find it super disturbing. And it's right. mostly a, just about plot twists and characters right. and setting and some and sort of like, like maybe domestic altercation. Like yes. it's not like random violence. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It, it doesn't leave me feeling scared to be in the house by right. myself at night, <laughs> right. which is a very important, yes, distinction. A very important thing for me. So I thought the book kept moving at a good pace. It had a few really great twists. Um, It was set in Paris, which that was just a fun setting. And I would also say for anyone who enjoys this book, it reminded me a lot in in some ways of a darker murder mystery called Sweet Little Lies by Kaz Freer. Okay. So um, anyway, that one is maybe a bit more disturbing, but if you would be okay with that, I would recommend Sweet Little Lies. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. I'd always talk about our kids, my kids' recent reads because I'm so involved with that. So we just finished as a read aloud, um, The Turtle of Oman, mm. which is, it's actually one, um, it's by Naomi Shihab Nye and it has won like best Arab American literature, um, own voices, Middle East book award. It was, it's basically the whole story is a little boy who is moving from Oman to Michigan okay, because his parents are going to graduate school okay. there. But the whole lead up is just him like experiencing Oman with his grandfather for the last week. His mm-hmm. grandfather takes him on all these adventures and things because he's so sad to leave mm-hmm. and kind of to get him out of his mom's hair as they're packing and stuff. And um, yeah, it just was, it was a little bit slow, but honestly it was really sweet and we found ourselves very like drawn into this story and then Vanessa was like is there a second one because she thinks everything is a series and I'm like oh I don't think so but I looked it up and there is there's the turtle of Michigan about his story once he gets to Michigan so I'm like okay we need to read that one too so I will say it did not there's no like you know major adventures or magic or anything Mm -hmm. like that if you need that to keep Mm -hmm. your kids but I I thought it was really good to, it just highlighted like the culture, like the things like that they went on this big camping trip, but they're literally in the middle of the desert mm-hmm. and just, you know, these things that we would relate to here as American kids, but like their version of it mm-hmm. and seeing, uh, getting kind of that window into another culture was yeah. really cool. So. Yeah. Oh, how cool. Well, my kids, uh, what what is the most exciting thing for me to report is Cedric, who just finished first grade, has become such an avid reader. My heart is just going to burst from my chest. (laughs) Isn't it the best? Where I am talking in the morning, like I haven't even seen him all morning. And I'm like, where's Cedric? He's in his bed reading. That's how he starts his day. That's how he ends his day. And this also just makes my heart swell. He has a very particular system. He has all of his, like his book queue is uh-huh. lined up oh, yeah. in a very particular order. And then on top of his bedside table, his current book goes one place. His next in line goes another place. And then the the next after that, it's like this oh, whole system. so cute. So that is just incredible. He's really able to read now some 
some longer chapter books. And so, I mean, he's just clicking through, you know, shorter chapter books like Magic Treehouse or things like that in just like a day or two. And then he always gets, you know, he's he's very proud, but he doesn't want to make too big of a deal Uh about it where he'll just call like, mom, and I'll come back to his room. And he's like, finished it. can take it back to the library. <laughs> like I needed to make that you announcement. Know? Yeah. So he, he wants everyone to know, but anyway, so I'm just absolutely loving that. Um, Dash is still, he is reading. He is a little more hit or miss, but graphic novels still just mm. really draw him in. So he has been reading the wings of fire mm-hmm. graphic novel mm-hmm. series. So that has been just, there's just so, so much great. good stuff out there oh, now for that. So much good it really, stuff. I was like a little opposed at first when it was only like captain underpants right. or whatever. And I'm like, Oh wait, this is yes. really a whole genre yes. that has come a long way. Yes, totally. So anyway, that has just been, Oh, just, all my parent dreams come true. It really, it's one of those things. It's like, oh, you're reading. Yes. Okay, so what are you currently reading now? All right. Currently, I am listening to Circe by Madeline Miller. Oh, love that one. Oh, this is a retelling of the story of the god Circe. It is so, so good, so beautifully written. I love, I also read The Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller and really loved that as well. What I love about her writing, I love how she weaves in these really specific details mm-hmm. to her writing in, in just this very natural way. Mm-hmm. And I loved how that just like puts you there and like paints the scene. And I am just so enjoying the experience of having these gods and legends just brought to life. Yeah, because it's sometimes a very, you know, we grew up hearing the myths or you learn yeah. about mythology in school and it's very like... It gives them personality. Yeah. And it, it just like weaves them all together right, right. in ways where you see more like this bigger tapestry. Story being told. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's so fun too. And it's like amazing too. I never went through a big, you know, Greek mythology phase or anything mm-hmm. where I just got super into mm-hmm. it, but it's so interesting how much you just know from culture yeah. or from just the constellations or things yeah. like that. And you're like, oh, I've heard that I name. Like putting that together. Yeah, yeah. I find myself doing lots of Wikipedia. And like, yeah. Oh, I want to read more <laughs> about this legend or right. whatever. A really interesting thing about this book and actually gets to your question about when you abandon a book. I actually listened to this before, but I ran out of time with the library mm-hmm. copy mm-hmm. and it's kind of a longer book. Yeah. Although what is so funny about this, I think this was like maybe three year, three or four years ago. And I was not in my routine of audiobooks mm-hmm. that it felt like a different time of my life uh-huh. where I think I was just listening at 1.0 speed. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> I think I really have realized that one. I probably would speed up too. Cause yeah. I think she goes pretty slow. Yeah. So at yeah. the time, like for n- now a 12 hour book, I'm like, Oh, that's a little long, but like not atypical. Yeah. I think at the time I was like, that is so right. long. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And then I think listening at just regular speed, I don't think it keeps me engaged. It's more like a sleep story for you at that point. And so it's so funny when I got it back from the library, it shows you where you were before. I was like 70% in. I have no recollection of anything that I'm listening to. Oh, that's so funny. So I must've just totally zoned out. I do think it's like a muscle that you practice too of like listening. Cause Mm -hmm. I remember the first couple having a harder time tracking like a story that way. But now it's like, so if you feel like, Oh, I've never been able to get into audiobooks, maybe give them another try. I would say give it, give it another try and try even like 1.25 speed. Yeah. I really feel like it. I don't know if it depends on how fast you read books or just, I don't know. There's something about that speed 
that maybe mm-hmm. finding the right speed for you to keep and you different engaged. narrators are totally good at different yes, speeds. That's a big one. So anyway, that's just kind of, it's a great reading experience. And I'm just so fascinated by the fact that I wasn't just totally enthralled mm-hmm. with it the first time. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So I am now reading the third throne of glass series, okay. which I think is air of something. Okay. But I am reading those in a specific order, which a podcast listener talked to me oh. about on Instagram. There's actually like a prequel that comes at the end, but she gotcha. said, I would recommend it reading it after the third book. Oh. And then you kind of go back and backfill some of the story and you really, it's like gotcha. very cinematic that way. So I was like, okay, I will follow that order. Cool. Great tip. So that's kind of a side note. I'm going to keep going with that series. But the other one I just started is The Wolf Den by Elodie Harper. And this was the one that I picked up from book people mm-hmm. in Austin as a blind date book. So they wrap up and have like, hey, you'll like this book if you like Greek um, mythology plus blah, blah, you know. Yeah. They'll give a couple little hints on the book of, you know, this is about these certain things and maybe you'll like this one. So this is actually um, about prostitutes in Pompeii, but it's like their friendship. It's a it's a Ooh. book series of three, I guess, about women's life in ancient Pompeii. Mm. And this one is specifically focused on this like wolf den, this brothel, but like how they survive, how they take care of each other, how it's just really good so far. So I'm on my weekend, you know, here at home by myself. I'm like 200 pages in already and really liking it. Into this ancient Mm -hmm. brothel. Mm -hmm. Okay. On my Kindle, I am reading a book called The Hidden Palace by Helene Wecker. This is a sequel to the book called The Gollum and the Genie, which I read several years ago and loved. Okay. And I don't remember hearing a lot about Mm -hmm. that book. And it is one I would really highly recommend. It is another book with magic realism, mm, which I, I like that. I really like that too. Mm-hmm. I'm not really a fantasy person, but magical realism just strikes just the right mm-hmm. balance. In both books, the main characters are a golem, which a golem is like kind of a mythical creature. And in this book, it is a woman who is made out of clay and brought to life. Okay. She has super strength and never needs to sleep, but she looks pretty much like a typical woman, okay. but maybe a little taller, it seems. And then a genie, which in this book, genie is spelled G-I-N-N-I. Mm-hmm. And this genie Genie was imprisoned in a flask for thousands of years by his, um, you know, human Mm -hmm. captor master, but he's able to escape. And then he lives among people and looks like a human man and the golem and the genie meet. And, you know, they both have these kind of similar, they're these, you know, kind of supernatural creatures Mm -hmm. and they both have ties to kind of the middle East culture Mm -hmm. and all of that. But it's set in early 1900s New York City. So mm. just the time and the setting is really interesting. And there's just great storytelling. I really like the cultures mm-hmm. that are woven in, both like in New York yeah. in New York City and then in where they both came from. So anyway, I really love it. I really love The Gollum and the Genie. I am finding with this book, I'm wishing I hadn't read the book quite so long ago. They give reference to things oh, that okay. happened in It is book, like a true sequel. But I can't tell if if I'm like, should I know more about right. that? <laughs> is that going to be important? What exactly happened? So that is really the only thing I will say, but I still am overall liking it. Okay. I like that. Okay. To the kids, we have a read aloud going now. It's Midsummer's Mayhem by Rajani LaRocca. And this is actually like, it's 
First of all, it's written, it's an 11-year-old from a big Indian-American family, and everybody else in her family is, like, uber-talented. Like, okay. sister is a big soccer star, dad is a food critic, all these things. And then she just really loves to bake, but she feels kind of, like, not that special. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a take on A Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, interesting. So I love those. So she, um, she, like, there's a mystery happening in the woods. There's this baking contest, but, like, the owner of the bakery seems a little mysterious and these weird things are happening and so anyways we've just started getting into it and the kids really like it my girls Vanessa especially really loves baking too so she's that's kind of hooked her in and that's been a fun one so far that sounds great um and then they're listening to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows they're on the last of the original (gasps) oh man that's chunk of books yep so they're they're very excited to have I think we're going to finish I think they have maybe five hours left on it because you know those audiobooks are like 25 hours so we're going to have a movie marathon one day because oh. it's into two movies. So they're excited about that. That is really exciting. Well, for my kids, yeah, like I mentioned, it's really the Wings of Fire graphic novels for Dash right now, Cedric, Magic Treehouse, although I think we are very quickly running out of those. And I- Which honest, is a feat. It really There's is. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yes. Um, I really need to spend a little bit of time curating some next mm-hmm. selections for mm-hmm. them. So anyway, as we kind of head into summer, I am hoping hoping to do that. And I'll probably be hitting you up for some recommendations because yeah. you always have some great ones. Okay, so what books are up next for you? Okay, I did just get a couple of books from the library in hardback, so I might be reading some more hardback books. Um, One is called This Time Tomorrow by Emma Straub. This is a book that is just out. I really enjoyed the other books by Emma Straub that I have read. Mm -hmm. They include All Adults Here, The Vacationers, and Modern Lovers. If any of those, I feel like they're, I feel like, I feel I like they're books that you kind of like hear the title, yeah, but maybe they, they just... don't, they don't make it. Mm-hmm. It seems like where it's like absolutely everyone right. is reading right. them. But anyway, I, I like her writing. I have enjoyed the books that I've read by her before. And honestly, she just seems like someone that I really want to be friends with. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. The premise for this book is on what should be her 40th birthday. Alice wakes up and instead relives her 16th birthday. And also get, she gets new perspective on her life and her dad. It mm. sounds like I haven't, I haven't started it yet. I will say when I read this description, I actually got it without knowing anything mm-hmm. about the book. <laughs> I, I think it was last year or two years ago, got a little burned out on books that had a time twist. Yeah. I like accidentally read like five or six I hate in when a that row. happens and you just <laughs> accidentally overdose. Yes, exactly. But it's been a while since I've read one and I really have enjoyed Emma Straub's books before. And honestly, she just seems like a delightful person. I follow her on Instagram and a blog that I love has sometimes profiled her. I just feel like I want to be friends with her. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. All right. Um, I have hot on my shelf, now what, how to move forward when we're divided about basically everything by our pantsuit politics ladies, Beth Silvers and Sarah Stewart Holland. Super excited to read that. I think it's going to be a quick one for me. I anticipate being able to plow through that one. And then just kind of randomly, I have this one on my Goodreads list and I'm really intrigued by it, which is what the fireflies knew. I think this was in a 
um, Modern Mrs. Darcy oh, okay. Summer Reading Guide. Okay. I think I posted about that on yes. Instagram. This is by Kai Harris, and it's been compared to Sue Monk Kid's Secret Life of Bees, Ooh, which I loved. I love yeah. all Sue Monk Kid. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like a coming-of-age story set mm-hmm. in the summertime. There's a visit to grandparents. I always like kind of that, yeah. that feel. So Yeah. Oh, that sounds really good. My next audiobook when I finish Circe is going to be The Logger Queen of Minnesota. I know mm-hmm. this is a little bit older of a book, but since I am about to be heading to the Midwest, yes. I just like really wanted to I read love a, a book. thematic read. Yes, especially <laughs> in the summertime. So anyway, I'm excited to listen to that. The premise of this is a story. It's a story of two sisters that have become estranged over the inheritance that they received or didn't from their late father, but they have a chance to be brought back together over the art of brewing beer. So. I'm excited to get into that. I feel like I've read that. I feel like you've mentioned it before. Does that sound familiar? I'm pretty sure you have. Yes. Yes. Because lager, like (laughs) L-A-G-E-R. Yes, exactly. Yes, I have read it. Like a beer. I was like, "Uh, wait a minute. (laughs) You'll enjoy it. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So let's chat about summer reading in general while while we're on that topic. What kind of things do you like to read in the summer? How do your habits change? And maybe how do you encourage some extra summer reading for your kids? Well, I do love a good, just lighter book in the summer. You know, Mm -hmm. I like to mix in a couple of good, like beach reads in Mm -hmm. there. Now my beach reads, they can't be too light. Same. The writing still has to be good. It, you know, it can't just be, the characters can't be too flimsy, but it is a fun time to read like a popular book that everyone is talking about, you know, and just get excited about that. Also in the summer, I love to get lost in a darker murder mystery because mm-hmm. those just really transport you mm-hmm. to, especially something that takes place somewhere dreary. Yes. Since it's so I need some cold. hot here. Uh-huh. So yes, somewhere that it's like raining and cloudy yes. and dark and they're drinking a lot of hot tea. Like <laughs> yes. I am there for yes. it. So love that. Definitely in the summertime is not when I'm lining up the deeper, like more emotional books or nonfiction reads that I'm looking to like learn something and improve myself over. But those I kind of have like, okay, when September, October rolls around, ready to, ready to new energy for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also for the summer, I love the idea of curating a specific summer reading list for myself. Like for example, from the modern Mm -hmm. Mrs. Darcy's list, which I also recently got and just being more intentional with my summer reading. But I haven't, my life hasn't quite yeah. arrived at that point <laughs> you, yet. You're not there right now. In toddler season, yes. in new floor season. But in, in future years, I yes. hope that that will there be you myself. Go. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm leaning in hard to the reading this summer as part of a summer hygge plan. You yes. know, we need a plan for survival we here sure in the desert. Um, and so, yeah, I have some intentional books on my list, like What the Fireflies Knew that are just very summery. And then I do the opposite as well. Like I find something dreary or yeah. something set in a like old cold castle yes. or something set in the Arctic. I The Arctic it. has still captivated yeah. me. If you guys have a good Arctic or set in Alaska book, like I loved The Great Alone by yeah. Kristen Hanna. I just, I can't get enough, especially mm-hmm. in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love that. Um, the girls are doing their, we're doing the summer reading program at the library. Mm-hmm. It's just like 20 minutes a day. And then you log their time and there's a little thing they can color and then they get a prize at a certain level. I mean, you dangle a prize in front of a kid. Yep. They'll do much for it. They so sure will. I'm, I'm not above bribing nope. about things like nope. that. I actually also bribe them if they earn their sister points, which I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. They earn their sister points with Jeremiah this weekend. I will take them on a bookstore trip. So I'm all about bribing with books. I will buy you all of the books. Same. 
in the world. Same. And they get to stay up later reading. They've both been really into that lately. Usually Vanessa's not much of a night owl, but she has in the summertime here been, you know, it stays light longer Mm -hmm. and stuff. She's been reading some more with her little book light in her room. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. Yeah. The summer reading program has been great for my kids in the past too, especially I find at the beginning of the summer, like super motivating, Mm -hmm. the motivation kind of wanes, but that's fine. Yeah. Like any, any excitement around it is Mm -hmm. great. So we might, we might do that as well this summer. Um, a big thing for my kids in keeping them motivated for books is just having interesting looking books available. So we'll definitely do trips to the library all together, but honestly, they are not great at picking out their own books yet. You know, where they just grab weird stuff, random Mm -hmm. weird stuff. They're not good at, you know, looking at a book and getting clues for whether or not they'll really be excited to read it once they get home. Yeah. So love taking them, letting them pick out a few things, but then I need to kind of do some work like requesting some things or just go by myself or when Chris can watch the kids or something and And let them like choose from those. Right. And Mm -hmm. curate some, curate some stuff. So anyway, that, that is like a funny thing. We're like, great. We're all going to go to the library. And I'm like, why did you get all these books? Right. And they want like a super thick, just to, just to be able to right. check out a thick exactly. book. Yeah. Yes. So that's funny. Okay. We've talked a lot about books. Mm, so we many have so ones. many books. Give us your suggestions. We love it. We love talking books. It never gets old. Yep. Um, what are you currently obsessed with besides books? Okay. This is a great summer obsession. Have you had the dill pickle salad kit no. from Taylor Farms? But Ooh. I feel like I need to. Yes, you need to. Let me tell you about it, Erica. I actually first discovered it when I did a Costco trip with my mother-in-law because we are not Costco members, but sometimes I'll go with her yeah. and see do what, a shopping see what trip. Got. Yep. So they had these salad kits there. Oh man, it is the shredded lettuce. I think there are some radishes in there. And then the little kit, there are like these crunchy, a little bit dill flavored crouton Mm -hmm. bits. There is a delicious creamy dill dressing. Mm. It is so good. I am here for all the dill things. Yes. And I just love it. Now here is an interesting thing because I also found the, the same salad kit by the same company at just our local regular grocery store but it doesn't have as many little packet add-ins as the Costco one. (gasps) Good to know. I know. I didn't know Costco had their own, you know, exclusive line of salads. They do. So anyway, if you can get the one at Costco, it is a bit better, but you can find it other places Okay. The dressing is the same at least? I think the the dressing is the same. I think there's like some sort of little like dill seasoning packet and maybe some cheese that's not in the regular one. Come on. I know. All right. Anyway, Good so to know. that is my obsession. I can I can just eat a whole one for dinner. Like that's just like a yeah, big delicious. Yeah, just throw some ooh, cucumber in there crunchy, and some tomatoes. Dill. So good. Okay. I my obsession is literally books. Drowning in Yay. kids' books right now. This is my favorite time of year. Uh, it is my favorite part about homeschooling. I am just gathering all of the books. I have a huge book outlet order coming. I have like library lists going because we're doing I'm I'm starting like a mini Africa unit study this Mm. year because we, well, this summer we're going to start and then continue it on because we are heading into talking about post-revolution slavery. Um, You know, we've talked about slavery, but really getting into that underground railroad Mm -hmm. civil war time. And Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that they have a background Mm -hmm. 
that Africa is not just this like, you know what I mean? Like where, where people came from Mm -hmm. and the cultures that were decimated and the, you know, really a good appreciation for that, at least at the same time Mm -hmm. that we're not learning that the history of black people started with slavery, you know? This is actually um, a resource put together by Amber O'Neill Johnston, and it is amazing. It was like, I don't even know, $12.95 for the PDF Mm. and huge book list. Really, really great stuff to just kind of have an intro to Africa as a continent, all the countries, all the different cultures that it encompasses. Just really excited about that. So I am just like, I have piles of kids' books and like getting together their readers for like next year and their history stuff. Like it's just, oh my gosh, I got to stop because I'm a little (laughs) out of control on my book budget at the moment, but it is, (laughs) it's my happy place. Oh, Oh, that's so awesome. All right. I think that's it. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us over on Instagram. Let's chat books. We are high girls next door. We would love to chat with you over there. The show notes for this episode with links to all of this goodness we talked about are in your podcast player and on our website, girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And we love to get your emails at highgirlsnextdoor at gmail.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. just clicked on the wrong outline okay we got a whole nother episode to record (laughs) okay so i you know i need like four three or stop i'm trying to say two different sentences at once that's always feels that's always really good yeah because you could on good rides raids (laughs) whoa hey there you got real text in there hey (laughs) y'all Okay, how, how do you? I'm springing this one on you. Okay. No, I'm not going to say that because I'm not really springing it on you because I put it in the. <laughs> I'm springing this question on you that I referenced present, in the intro. Present Erica is springing it on you. Past Erica planned I for had it. Had planned this all along. Yeah.